Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. Now, if you're busy these days, and or if your partner is busy these days, then you may find that there's not a ton of time to actually connect with each other. And in particular, that there may not be enough time for you to have really deep, connected sex. And a suggestion that's come up on the show a number of times is that you schedule sex. So I wanted to talk about that today and talk about why it can be so amazing to schedule your intimacy with your partner and what are some of the common pitfalls of that and how successful you can actually be if you actually take the plunge and put it on your calendar. So that is in today's episode. How do you schedule sex successfully? That sounds really funny when you say it. And I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm going to reveal maybe a little personal stuff when I talk about it as well. And don't worry if this is the kind of thing that worries you. I already talked to Chloe about it. She's totally cool with me talking about it. In fact, we were going to be here to talk about it together, except if you're aware of some of the other stuff going on in my personal life, we're about to get married. And honestly, she looked at me this morning and said, Neil, I just don't think that I can really spare the time to talk on the podcast today. I want to be on your podcast again. She's excited to come here and spend some time with you. And yet, you know, we have um, wedding arches to build and, you know, it's something I need to go do as well. So anyhow, Chloe isn't here, but I got the go ahead to talk about scheduling sex and what that's like for us, as well as what I've seen in terms of my clients, though I'm not going to name any of them by name, of course, and, uh, and also, you know, just what we know about why it's so important. So that's today's episode. It's also exciting around here, not only because I'm getting married next week, which is, of course, amazing, and I'm so psyched about that, but on top of that, next week is going to be the 100th episode of the Relationship Alive podcast. Now, we didn't plan it out that we were going to get married 100 episodes after uh, releasing the podcast. That was not part of the plan. Um, just kind of a cool serendipity that it worked out that way. And I don't often think of those things as total coincidence. I think you've gotten a little bit of a glimpse into how my brain works around things like that. So there's some synchronicity at work. The 100th episode, getting married. It's an exciting time. And next week's episode, if you haven't heard me mention already, we have two amazing guests who are going to be here to talk about attraction. We're going to talk about not only how to sustain attraction in your relationship, but also what to do when the attraction is gone. And the advice that you're going to get next week is it may surprise you because it's not what you think. It's not just about, you know, scheduling a romantic date or scheduling your sex. This is the kind of thing that you want to think about. You may not be in a position to schedule sex because you may feel like, the attraction is totally not there for you. 
Or on the flip side, you may feel like it's there for you, but not totally there for your partner. So next week, we are going to dive deep on attraction, and we have two amazing guests. We basically have the godfather of relationship and the godmother of relationship on the show. Uh, John Gottman will be here, and Sue Johnson will be here, both of whom have done amazing research with couples and therapy and helping take troubled relationships and get them back on track. And they've both been on the show a couple times. And um, I feel very fortunate to have them both for the 100th episode um, to talk about attraction. So that is next week. And I have a little favor to ask of you, which is that next week when the 100th episode comes out, if you could share it with your friends... That would be amazing. And in fact, if you could share it on like Facebook or Twitter or however you share things online, that would be like triple amazing. My goal is for this episode to reach as many new people and existing listeners as possible. And the podcast has been growing. It's been amazing. And it's been all with your help. So Thank you for for doing that, for helping get the word out. And if you could just remember that next week, 100th episode, to have that little extra, like, I'm going to get this out there. Um, It's important stuff in the world because how many people have you known who have been in relationship that seem to be going really well or it went well for a long time and then suddenly they say, well, you know, I'm just not feeling it anymore or I love this person, but I'm not in love with this person and, you know, generally, or not all the time, but most of the time, that's code for, I'm not really feeling the spark or the juice that I once felt. So I care about them, but you know, now it's more like we're roommates or something like that. So if you've heard that, you know how important it is to get the secrets of how to keep that spark alive. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week on the 100th episode. I'm very excited, and I hope that you will not only be excited to check it out, but also to share it with your friends. So thank you so much for that. Okay, so we talked about the 100th episode, kind of mentioned the wedding, very excited about that, and, you know, why Chloe isn't here with me today, because she is, you know, trying her dress on and all those very important things that have to happen before weddings happen. And uh, here we are. So let's dive right in to this question about scheduling sex. So why schedule it? Why even have sex anyway? I mean, is there a reason to have sex? I mean, we could go we could go on for a long time. But let's just say that apart from hopefully feeling really awesome and hopefully you are finding ways to have deeper and deeper and more connected ways to have Um, sex with your partner. So it's not just simply about getting off. So it's actually about experiencing higher states of consciousness with your partner, amazing, deep, inside and out connection with your partner, being seen in ways that feel amazing, and also seeing your partner in ways that feel amazing. That's my hope for you in terms of the kinds of sex that you're having. And if you're not, Well, there are some other episodes I would suggest to you. For instance, one of our very first episodes, I think it was episode number two with Diana Richardson. Definitely want to check that out. 
Um, and number five with Marnia Robinson about, um, let's see, the, the Diana Richardson episode was about slow sex. The Marnia Robinson episode, which is episode number five, I believe, is about um, how orgasms could actually be hurting your relationship. It's a good episode. Um, and we also had one back around the beginning of the year with Margot Anand, um, which she's one of the world's um, Tantra teaching masters, along with Diana Rich Richardson, who I just mentioned. Um, and you definitely want to check out Margot Anand's episode. Um, so these are all episodes about sex and um, how to change up the kind of sex you're having. Um, you know, it's a, and Margot Anand's episode is number 72, by the way. Also, Sue Johnson, who's going to be on the show um, for episode 100, as I mentioned, um, her episode number 82, How Safety Leads to Better Sex, is also really killer. So, um, all right. So those are just a few background episodes to help you have better, more amazing sex. Great. Um, and there are all kinds of reasons. Apart from what I just mentioned, even like on a biochemical level, there's something that can be very um, cementing and um, stoking the fire of your relationship by having sex. Um, it gets the dopamine going. It's the oxytocin going. It feels good. And why not have that in your, if you have the power in your relationship to feel amazing and to help your partner feel amazing, why wouldn't you do that? In fact, why wouldn't you do it as often as you can? Well, you know, there may be some practical limitations on what you're doing in your days and, and how much you actually want to have sex. Um, I find that most couples that are polarized about it, you know, where one person feels like, oh, I could have it every day, and the other person feels like, oh, I could have it, you know, once a month and I'd be good, that actually they end up polarized because they're not in the same place. And so that wheel of experience is spinning and it just pushes them out to different ends of the spectrum. But in reality, most couples, when they sit down and talk about it, they're actually not that far apart. You know, you might be at like, well, I'd like to have it, you know, two days a week. And the other person's like, well, I'd like to have it maybe three days a week. And, you know, either one is probably pretty good. So this represents a way also of talking about sex that might be helpful for you and your partner. And in fact, if you're going to put it on the calendar, then you're definitely going to have to talk about it as well. If you're looking for hints on how to talk about sex, here's just like a little plug for my relationship communication guide. You can get it for free, neilsatin.com slash relate, or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And that will give you some really powerful and helpful hints on how to have this kind of conversation. Okay, so why schedule sex. Actually, let me just take a moment and make sure that I that I really covered all of that that I wanted to cover. I think that's all about there. Um, so let's assume that you can figure out a way to talk to your partner about it. 
Um, now, why actually schedule it? Well, here, here are a few good reasons. One is, as we started out on this episode, if you're really busy and it's not on your calendar, it just might not happen. And you might find this is true for other aspects of your life. If important things don't end up on your calendar, then it's like they don't even exist. So what better reason than to put sex with your partner um, or intimacy with your partner on your calendar. And I'm going to use those words interchangeably for a moment. They're not truly interchangeable because you can have amazing intimacy and not be having actual intercourse. You can have amazing sex and not have actual intercourse. You can also have sex that doesn't feel very intimate. What I'd like for you is um, a combination of the two. So that's why. And that's why I schedule it. I mean, if you're going to just settle for, you know, like, quickies that you have, you know, that take you five minutes and you're done. Um, well, you might not need to schedule that because you're just, those are just going to happen at random moments um, when the opportunity strikes. Well, you know, you might even want to schedule those. But I think if you're going to schedule it, how about blocking out at least an hour if you can, maybe even two hours. Now, I say this knowing full well that actually some people and I'm speaking from experience here as well, um, even just blocking out 10 or 15 minutes to simply cuddle and be close and look into each other's eyes, time to really connect with your partner, that's amazing. And that can actually also um, be like the bellows on the fire of keeping the, the spark alive and the juice going in your relationship. So um, if you can only schedule 15 minutes Schedule 15 minutes. But what I'm hoping for you is that you're actually scheduling an hour or two. So reason number one, if it's on your calendar, it's going to happen. If it's not on your calendar, probably won't happen or might not. Um, so that's one reason. Another reason is that if you are in any way polarized about how often you're having sex, then putting it on the calendar actually helps both of you out. Um, if you're wondering, man, am I ever going to have sex? Then having it on the calendar shows you that is when the sex is going to happen or something like sex, let's say. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Um, if you're someone who feels like your partner is always pestering you to be sexual, then having it on the calendar will give you a break. So yeah, it doesn't have to be at any possible moment. Actually, the fact that it's not on your calendar and could potentially be at any time is probably putting a lot of pressure on both of you to try to find those moments to make it happen. So this gives you some peace of mind as well if you are thinking, man, I wish my partner would leave me alone a little bit, You know, create some space, um, then this will also help you do that. So another important, powerful reason to schedule sex. Um, I'm going to stick with those two and just dive more in. There are other reasons. Um, and well, I'll give you, I'll give you one more. One of, one of the common objections that people have to scheduling sex is like, well, that's going to take all the spontaneity out of it. Trust me, it will not take the spontaneity out of it. All it's taking the spontaneity out of is getting you to wherever you need to be in order to have sex, whether that's your bedroom, your living room, the beach, you know, wherever, wherever you can find uh, the time and space to do it, um, 
that's that's the spontaneity that's gone. Um, but if you are there, present in the moment with your partner in the bedroom, let's say, there's all kinds of spontaneity that's possible there. And even better than spontaneity, there's simply being present with each other and laughing and trying new things and recognizing when something isn't quite working. And if anything, if I could wish anything for you when you're having sex together, it's that neither of you checks out, that you both check in to check in with each other and in with yourself um, so that you're always aware of what's actually happening with your partner and, and within your own body and spirit as you're having sex with each other. So there's this sense that like, well, if the spontaneity is gone, then it's, it's going to be horrible or it's going to put a ton of pressure on me or whatever it is. But trust me, um, scheduling is better than leaving it up to chance all the time. This doesn't mean that you'll never uh, have sex when it's not scheduled. I mean, I'm not creating any hard and fast rules for you here. Um, get it on your calendar. An, an analogy that I've heard people say that makes sense to me, it doesn't work for everyone, is you know, if you buy tickets to, um, to a concert that's three months away, does that make you any less excited to go see the concert when your favorite band is actually in town? Probably not. Or maybe you're not the kind of person who buys tickets for something three months in advance, but if it's that morning and you're thinking, hmm, what would I like to do later? I know, I might like to go see a movie. So, and it's a movie that's come out recently. So I'm gonna buy tickets so I can go to the movie at seven o'clock tonight. Um, and it's only 10 in the morning. Are you gonna be all bummed like when seven o'clock rolls around and it's time to go see the movie? Probably not. I mean, maybe if something else is going on that's equally amazing, then you might decide, hey, I, you know, I'm not even going to go to the movie, even though I bought tickets. Um, you get the point. If you put something on your calendar, you can actually build your anticipation or excitement for it. Now, if you're someone who is feeling like there's a lot of pressure around sex, like if we hang it on the calendar, like, man, I'm going to have to perform, then one suggestion I have for you is to think about, not about the sex, but think about how much you hopefully want to actually just connect and be present with your partner. So if you can take it out of the realm of having sex and just say, hey, this is time that I'm setting aside to be present, to be connected, to feel what it's like to be together, if it's awkward and I feel this weird pressure, then to feel awkward and weird pressure. But whatever it is, it's about connecting. So I know that this whole thing has been about scheduling sex and maybe you're thinking, wait a minute, now he's talking about connecting and not about sex and that's confusing. So let me clarify that. Um, what happens when the moment arrives? Well, hopefully like with any appointment, you're ready when the moment arrives. So. If you're going to go to a job interview, then you're probably going to shave if that's required. You're going to put on a nice suit you're gonna, or a, a nice outfit, and you're going to go to the job interview. So if you're meeting your beloved for some time to be intimate, then be ready. Take a shower, brush your teeth, um, put some chocolate in a tray, light a candle, whatever it is. 
whatever it is that's required to set the mood. And this isn't just setting the mood for your partner, which is, of course, lovely to consider your partner and what they would actually want. Um, it's also setting the mood for you. It's showing you, oh, yeah, I'm entering into this ritual moment of being together with my partner. And that's important um, because you are really the one who's most in charge of your own arousal, your own pleasure. And this doesn't mean that you should see um, getting together with your partner as an excuse to masturbate. That's not what I'm talking about, although that can be hot. But um, this is more about just recognizing like, oh yeah, the person who's actually in charge of getting me into the mood and thinking about what's about to happen is me. So whatever you have to do to set the tone for you before that moment arrives, do it and take it seriously. And this can help on either end of the spectrum. It can help you if you are um, hesitant. So it helps you just kind of put yourself in that place and think about, well, what do I need in order to show up for my partner and for myself in this way? Um, what would make that work for me? Um, so do those things. Okay, so you've gotten ready. You set the time aside. Now you have to honor your appointment. So you meet at the prescribed place, at the prescribed time, turn off your phones. Although one thing that you might want to do is set an alarm for the end of your appointed time. So if you're there for an hour, set an alarm for an hour. Or, you know, you might set an alarm for 45 minutes. So you know that 45 minutes has gone by and it's not like the hour suddenly springs upon you. It gives you that last 15 minutes for wrap-up time, let's say. Um, so set an alarm so that no one has to be looking at the clock to make sure that you're actually honoring your time commitment. And, you know, if you schedule this in the middle of the day, it might be important to not be late for whatever is happening on the flip side of whatever y'all are doing with your partner. So the alarm is important. That helps you be true to your time and um, take the pressure off of anyone having to mind the clock. So there you are. And what are you going to do in that moment? Now, if you're lucky, there won't be any, you don't need any advice from me at this point. So for, for you, it might be like, all we got to do is get there. And if we just get there, we're good. And that's awesome. In fact, you might want to list, keep listening in case you do get any other hints. But if you're one of those people where it's just like, I just needed to like really hear why it was important to get something on the calendar. Well, now you've heard it. Okay, so do it. That's all you need. Um, however, if you're feeling like, well, that's going to be a little weird because here we are, we showed up, um, you know, we, we're ready, we're fresh, we're excited to be there on some level and maybe on another level, kind of like it's feeling a little awkward. Now what do you do? Well, there are so many choices available to you. Now we're here because we scheduled sex and this is where I'm going to clear up some of that confusion earlier. Um, Chloe and I often talk about being on the continuum together. And this is something about that we talk about in detail in our Thriving Intimacy course that many of you have joined. And if you haven't joined, you can check out our course um, on, I think, 
if you just go to neilsatin.com slash course, it will take you there. Um, or you can text the word intimacy to the number 33444 and, and I'll send you a link um, so you can check out the course. But anyway, we talk about the continuum and this is the experience of always being connected with your partner sensually. And one thing that's awesome about the continuum is that you know, on the continuum can just be thinking about your partner. And on the continuum is having amazing, mind-blowing sex with your partner. It's all on the continuum. And the more that you can sense that you're on the continuum, then the easier it is to dive right in when you find yourself with two hours together. It's also easier when you find yourself with two hours together and you can think about the continuum to recognize that it's not like we have to show up and suddenly like tear each other's clothes off and ravage each other. Like that's not what's required here either. All that's really required is that you show up and you be present with each other. So if it's awkward, then you might say, wow, this feels a little awkward or wow, I'm not really sure what to do or wow, I really want to make love with you and yet... I'm feeling this pressure and I'm not really sure what to do. So the goal here is to be real with each other. And if you're feeling that pressure or if your partner is feeling that pressure, then it might be that it makes sense to just um, have a, a foot rub or give a foot rub or to just snuggle together or just take off all your clothes and just hold each other with no agenda other than to just be in each other's presence. Because what is sex, really. There's this assumption, perhaps, that sex is, um, you know, genital to genital or to other body parts, and you're, you're trying to, like, get each other off and have orgasms. If you've listened to the other episodes that I mentioned earlier, you might know that that's not necessarily the case, or you might know that anyway for yourself. Sex, in my mind, is really just the act of fully showing up with each other and being open to whatever possibility arises and having attention to each other's sensual pleasure. Sometimes all that's appropriate is a foot rub. And sometimes if you're feeling all this pressure to actually have intercourse, it's going to be the hardest thing in the world to get turned on. But if you just say, hey, there are no expectations here. Like, let's just give each other foot rubs or back rubs. And you might find that the more you're there and just in the moment with your partner, the easier it is to just fully open up into whatever kind of sensuality and sexuality presents itself. So you know that Chloe and I are in crazy wedding preparation mode, you know, and there's a lot that's been going on for that. And on top of that, her birthday just happened. So happy birthday, Chloe. Um, so her birthday happened. So there was even more. So podcast and coaching and wedding and birthday and, you know, and we have kids and, like, you know, all of that. There's like so much going on. So we put time on the calendar with each other. And so we showed up at the appointed time and both of us were looking at each other like, there are seriously so many places that I think I would rather be right now. 
each of us, you know, going through our mental to-do list of all the things that aren't getting done because we're taking this time to be there with each other. And there's a little bit of that happening, right, in your day where you get the mental spin of like this thing and the next thing and the next thing. And so if you actually take time out and we at the risk of revealing a little too much here. We like to take time out in the middle of the day. It's the best time of day. Afternoon delight, right? So um, hopefully I don't have to pay royalties for that. Uh, I don't think the singing was that great, so they probably won't come after me. Anyhow, um, so we're there in the middle of the day, you know, with like a million other things on our minds. And yet here we are. And we're honoring the time, we're honoring each other and in each of us. And we feel different ways about sex in terms of like, we're not totally perfectly matched in terms of like, we both want sex the same amount of time all the time. Like that, that doesn't happen. Um, So, and we bring all of that to being there together as well. So what did we do? Well, what we decided to do I'm not going to give you all of the gory details, but what we decided to do was to actually take a 15-minute nap. So this is, I'm just telling you this to show you that there are all kinds of possibilities available to you, right? You don't even have to give each other foot rubs. All we did was say, we're here, we love each other, you know, we did get naked for those of you who needed the visual. Um <laughs> And, uh, and we just held each other and set an alarm for 15 minutes and said, we're just going to sleep for 15 minutes. And whatever it was, like we, we took the little cat nap. And when we woke up from that, everything had changed. The stress of where we had come from had melted away. And we were there and able to show up fully with each other. And that's all I'm going to tell you about what happened with us that afternoon. But it's just to show you that there are any number of options available. There's no rule about what to do. And in fact, if either of you is feeling forced, then that's a bad sign. So whatever it is you choose to do, my suggestion for you is to have it be a consensus. So, and the way consensus usually works is you don't do it unless both of you agree at least in a two-person consensus model. So, you know, if one of you's like, well, how about I give you a back rub? And the other one feels like, no, that, I don't know, that feels like a little too much. Then don't do a back rub. So this comes into um, the Gottman rule that I've talked about a few times, which is that if um, both of you feel the freedom to say no, and that can be a positive thing, then um, then you're going to have more sex anyway. And John Gottman, thankfully, has mathematically proven why that's true. But you don't need the mathematical proof. You just need to experience it. Now, the one thing that I don't particularly like about this uh, theory is that um, it implies saying no. And if you've listened to some of my episodes on improvisation, um, like the episode with Kathy Salit, earlier this year or with Patty Stiles um, about a year and a half ago, um, then you know that one of the golden rules of being present and connected with another person is to not say no, but to say yes and. So even if you are a no to something, like that particular thing doesn't sound great to you, 
then you might say, let's just say no and, or you might say, all right, so you're just going with the back rub example, just to give you an example. Your partner might say, wow, I'd, I'd really love to give you a back rub right now. And you're thinking, nah, that doesn't sound great. So you might say, yeah, a back rub would be great. And before you do that, I would really love it if you could just start with my feet. Or before you do that, maybe we could just talk about something important or share appreciations with each other. Um, or before we do that, you get the sense. We could just stare into each other's eyes for a few minutes and just breathe together. I'm giving you so many hints here for different things that you could try that are all about just bringing you into connection with each other. Because that's what I want for you more than anything is to experience that deep, intimate connection. And the more deeply and intimately you're connected, and then, then the, more, the safer you feel with your partner, and the more you can tune into wanting to connect with your sensual experience, the more that that will just flow naturally. And there you have it. And then, you know, when the alarm goes off, you can decide if you're like, wow, I'm glad we spent that time together, you know, without doing whatever. Um, or you may decide, hell, you know, let's set the alarm for an hour from now and let's stay here. Because you don't have to stop unless you have other things on the agenda. You don't have to stop when the alarm goes off. It's just a suggestion. And it's there really to help you feel safe. And as Sue Johnson talked about in that episode I mentioned earlier, the safer you feel, the better your sex is going to be anyway. So that is pretty much the big picture. Now, there may be some room in there for things to feel weird. You know, like, let's say you really did want to have, like, sex sex, like intercourse sex, and your partner doesn't. So there may be a little bit that you have to communicate about and I wonder if you can communicate about that in a way that takes ownership of whatever it is you're feeling. If you're feeling a little bit like sad about like, oh, well, that didn't happen or, or I'm worried that that's not going to happen, then you can take ownership of that. And likewise, if you're the partner who is in the position where you're just like really not feeling it and even half an hour in, 45 minutes in, you're not feeling it, um, if you can also just like be kind to your partner and say like, hey, um, you know, I imagine that right now you might be feeling kind of sad that this didn't happen. Then again, it becomes an opportunity for you to connect with your partner. And it may be that right now isn't the time for you to actually have sex with each other. It may be that there's more that needs to happen, more connection, more communication that needs to happen in order for sex to actually happen. So let this time that you set aside be time for that, for that connection, for clearing away whatever is getting in your way of being able to connect with each other sexually. It's not time wasted. Even if what you're talking about is that sadness of you're being present with each other, then there's all kinds of room there for your own healing and your own growth. And speaking for myself, I can tell you that I probably grew as much, if not more, from the times when I felt rejected or like I wasn't wanted and was able to connect with a deeper level of experience and you know what that meant for me 
um, to realize that it actually in that moment wasn't personal and wasn't about rejecting me. Um, that it was about something else that was going on that was getting in the way of connecting sexually. Or, you know, you might even start to see like, wow, like I just use sex to totally check out and or to to get rid of stress and to dissociate from the things that are going on in my life. So you might see, well, oh, there's other stuff coming up where the sex isn't actually about connecting with my partner. And so no wonder my partner doesn't feel connected to me. And no wonder we're not able to have that kind of amazing passion that I long for. Trust me, the more you can connect, the more you can get in the groove with each other, the more intimate you'll feel, the more connected you'll feel, and the more sex you will have. Okay. If you have any questions, feel free to email them to me. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. As I've mentioned before, I cannot guarantee that I will answer your email personally, but I do read every email that comes through. And thank you for if you have sent email to me. I appreciate that. It's so great to hear from you. And at this point, there really is a lot that comes in, and it's really challenging for me to answer them personally. Um, that being said, many emails become the topic for a show, such as this one. So um, I, of course, will keep you anonymous, should that be the case. Um, but this becomes a great way for everyone to learn from your question. Um, you can also join us in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Um, just search Relationship Alive community there. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next week for the 100th episode with John Gottman and Sue Johnson on attraction. Oh, one last thing. If you find this podcast to be helpful, please consider making a donation to help ensure that we can keep going. You can visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions and choose something that feels right for you, whether it's a one-time donation or something like $3 or $5 a month. Anything is helpful and I appreciate your help in keeping the podcast going. Okay, take care and I will see you next week uh, for episode 100 on attraction with John Gottman and Sue Johnson. Sue Johnson.